This week's Cruising with Doris visits is on big ships, little ships. Over my left shoulder is the Sea Dream 1. Has a capacity of a few hundred people. Over my right shoulder is the Iona, which takes 5,200 people and practically the rest of the dock. It's all about choosing the right ship for you. So I'm on the beach in Gran Canaria. This is actually Mas Palomas, which is a beautiful beach. Making the most of the sunshine because we are on a huge ship which is 19 stories high. And although it docked in Gran Canaria today, it cannot dock in Lanzarote tomorrow because the winds are too high. The bigger the ship, the harder it is to maneuver into a dock in high winds. One of the many things you need to consider when you're choosing a cruise ship. Yes, that's true, but luckily you don't have to drive the ship. They have someone that's trained for that. Yeah, but you know, like in those big movies when there's a an attack and someone takes over the cockpit and then a passenger has to land the plane. Yeah, but we're not on a plane, we're on a ship. You can't just jump into the cockpit and go and save everybody. Okay, okay. I suppose they could sail it from Miami as well. Anyway, the point is, big ship is different to a small ship, but also ships are different. And you need to choose the right ship for you and your holiday. That is true because there are advantages and disadvantages. For example, I haven't used my wristbands in the Bay of Biscay this time at all. In fact, I haven't even felt the ship move and when I looked down into the sea it was quite choppy. Whereas on a smaller ship I did have to use my wristbands um, and I really felt it. Some people won't know what wristbands are. Oh, well, ah, wristbands are a great invention and you should always pack them. Um, they're bands, you can buy them before you go. You just put them around your wrist and they've got some kind of magnet in them. Or just and, a button. Yes. It presses on your vein, on your wrist. Yeah, and somehow it makes you not feel sick. It's brilliant. Yeah. So if you go to the Doris Visits page, we have a little uh, onboard shopping section and I've put the wristbands up in there so you can see the link to them because you can get packs of all different colours so they match your outfits. And if you're on a little ship, like the Saga ship, you need them. Yeah, that you do. bounces around all over the place. But we're on a big ship and it doesn't move. No, can't feel it at all. It's fantastic. Now, there's another difference you need to take on board is that ships are different. For example, two nights ago, we stopped in Cadiz. Yes. We had an evening. Oh, I know that this is going. <laughs> and we went to a lovely little bijou restaurant. You chose it, didn't you? I chose it, yes. yes. I had a beautiful little table. Yes. Lovely Atmosphere setting. Atmosphere was fantastic. Perfect. Great bottle of Rioja, really nice. It was the worst food I have ever eaten in all my years. I know, ever. the clue was the bread and the olives when they came, even before we had anything to eat, were just nasty. I will never eat in Cadiz again. I couldn't wait to get back to the ship. Well, luckily the buffet was still open, so you didn't go to bed starving, but I will have to hear about this for the rest but of the my life. the point is, today we're in Lisbon in the Time Out Market, which is a huge, trendy warehouse. If you imagine the biggest market warehouse ever that was once used for maybe fishing or something, and every single unit all the way around the edge and down two columns at the side are equally sized little restaurant units. One selling dumplings, fish and chips, Asian food, steak and chips. Pasta donata. Yeah, I mean everything. Everything you could possibly want 
is on sale here. Yeah, they cater for vegetarians, they cater for carnivores, they cater for pescatorians. There's every different cuisine you can think of. And down the middle, just like wooden benches, and people just sit together and get to know each other, mix and mingle. And that family yesterday. Yeah, it was brilliant. So there was this family yesterday. They all sat at a table. They had their drinks. And then they all went off. One person guarded the table. And they all chose completely different meals. And they all came back with buses. Yeah, of a competition, wasn't it? To see whose buzzer would go yeah, off. Yeah, it was like on a ship. So the buzzers all started singing. And they went off. And they all sat and ate together. But completely different meals. All perfectly happy. So the point of, of saying this, the point of mentioning this, is that on the Iona, which is the ship we're on now, there is a food hall, like you would find in a shopping centre, where there is uh, a long alleyway, all different tables, you just take the food you want, sit yourself down, they've got fish and chips. Yeah, they've got noodles. Asian noodles and rice, and what's at the end? Chicken the American and chips chicken and, and chips and burgers, yeah. But no veggie burger. No, That's no, that is a shame. Knock on the door, hello, yeah. excuse me. Um, so those three are there, and then the Sindhu's next to that. But the, this is separate to the buffet. Yeah. These foods are free. Yeah. Sindhu's not, but the the uh, the diner is free. You can just go and sit and eat, and I prefer that to the restaurants and the buffet. Yeah, well, we decided that the fish and chips there were the best. I asked her, do you know how many pieces of fish they serve every day cooked fresh from that particular spot? A lot, I should think. Over 700, sometimes oh nearly 1,000 pieces of fresh fish and chips. That's hard work. So, on a modern new ship, especially with P&O that has so much entertainment, are you going to drop a name here? Gary Barlow. I thought the Iona would have a, a younger age group. Well, it, it has. It's got all age groups. But I would say there are people our age and just above. Uh, it's, it's, it's got everybody on it, and they're all enjoying it. I think it would say it's eclectic. There's children. Everybody. There's old people. There's middle-aged people. There's families. There's grannies with their grandchildren. And I, I think it's absolutely fantastic mix of people. So I'm going to ask you. Were you fearful about going on a big ship? Yes, I definitely was. I thought I'd hate it. Then I got on and saw that I had to do everything on an app, and I thought, no, this is gonna, this is just oh, not for me. We haven't mentioned the app. No, but once you get the app sorted and you know what you're doing, it's actually very easy. Yeah. The whole ship is driven by an app. But the thing about P&O is there's loads and loads and loads of entertainment. Now, you don't have to book everything. You don't have to book the clubhouse, no. which is where there's a lot of acts. You don't have to book the Sky, Sky Dome. Dome. Um, it's only at the moment booking the theatre, which is never really full up for the headliners, is it? No, you can always just, you know, if you go um, at the last minute, there's normally, if you just act. wait, there's a place. I'm trying to think of a big act. Well, What's Gary like a, Barlow. Oh, yeah, Gary Barlow's a big yeah, act. We yeah, we had to go into a we raffle for Gary Barlow. It, but it was great because it was for charity. So everyone put £10 in for charity. And then if you were lucky, you got tickets. And we were very lucky. It was brilliant. When we say lucky, we were in the fifth row. Yes. And it was so close. It was unreal. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk big ships, little ships. Um, small ship I love is the Adonia, which yeah. is now uh, the Pursuit with Azamara. Those R-class ships are fantastic. Love those. Individual attention, 
service, the barman will know your name, the pianist who plays in the piano bar will know your name. In fact, you get to know Everyone. most of the staff, don't you? It's really yeah. good. You yeah. won't get that so much on a big ship like the Iona, where there are five to 6,000 guests. No, well, it would be impossible. You can't. It would. And the thing is, as well, you're going to be in a different venue most of the time. That's right, yeah. You swap around, and there is so much to choose from. You've got a top tip, by the way, haven't you? Where do you sit? I have got a top tip, and this is from a captain, a ship's captain. So, the main place on the ship that it gets crowded is the middle, the The atrium. Atrium, yeah. If you go to the extremes of the ship, like the crow's nest, it's always less crowded. That's what he said, and I've tried it out on a number of occasions, and he's right. Yeah, even the clubhouse, you can normally get a seat in there. Yeah. Let's talk about the ship. So this year we did the Little Saga ship. Yes, which um, was small. Stylized, Stylized, I have to say. If you like traditional food. The actual ship was beautiful. Really good musicians. Uh, But only three of them in the orchestra. And then we went on to the Queen Mary. Yes, which we loved. Had an amazing orchestra. 17 musicians live on stage, backed by 66 musicians um, playing on the LED screen that had been conducted at the Royal Albert Hall purely for Cunard. So it's not cheap. The ship had a completely different vibe. It was very, very glamorous. People really dressed up in the evenings. Um, You got individual attention from the waiters. Uh, It was a stunning ship and uh, a little bit more expensive, but... No, with the Iona, there's a load of entertainment. Yeah. Let's think of what's big. Karaoke is huge (laughs) after 10.30 in the Limelight Club. So you see an act at the Limelight Club for dinner and a, a small cabaret venue, but at 10.30 it becomes... It becomes karaoke. Huge. They queue for it. Uh, bingo. Huge. 4.15. Queued for. But if you want to do something totally different, there are other things to see. There is the theatre. There is the Crow's Nest Bar. Yeah. Um, Anderson's, which is really quiet. The library. So you have a choice on a big ship. I haven't seen any art classes on this ship. Oh, the- No. That's that's the so point. that's something if you like doing that or knitting, um, craft classes, craft. art classes, yeah. and they, I've seen people playing bridge, in um, where did I see them play bridge? It may have been in the clubhouse. It was in the clubhouse, but or, they they brought their own cards and yeah, they were just and they were forming their own little teams. Yeah. Yeah. So here's our look at the Queen Mary two. Welcome to the Queen Mary two. The Commodore Club wraps around the front of the ship, just above the library and wellness centre. It's awash with clubs, bars and small rooms to gather in, as well as nightclubs, ballrooms and two theatres. Up here in the Commodore Club on Deck 9 is the largest model of the Queen Mary that exists. But on 11, there is the Atlantic Room, which is where you can play bridge. Above the bridge room is the bridge, and then above that on deck 13 is the lookout. So we've arrived at the top of the ship. Let's work our way back down. Now there's a massive sports deck where you can play paddle tennis, there are golf nets, and you can play deck games. 
The largest pool on the ship is covered when it needs to be, and we're in Hamburg, so the roof's on. This is the pavilion pool and bar, and there's a pool and a jacuzzi. Good news for pet owners, you're allowed to bring your pets, and you can only go into the kennels if you have a pet with you. As you drop down from deck 11, you come right down onto deck 8, and that's because 9 and 10 have staterooms overlooking the back of the ship. The Veranda restaurant is a steakhouse and also has a seafood platter, and you can eat here if you pay a supplement. On deck 7 is the elegant Princess Grill. And on the other side to the Princess Grill is the equally elegant Queen's Grill. And this is the Grill's Lounge, and all these areas are for the exclusive use of the Princess and Queen's Grill guests. Like on all cruise ships, this food could be safe, so a good tip is if you like it spicy, ask for extreme spicy, and it still won't be steam out of your ears. And then we come through to the main buffet area, which is on both sides. So if you carry on through, this is the Corinthia Lounge, where you can get snacks. So deck three is the entertainment deck, and as you walk through towards the theater, this is my favorite part, all the old Hollywood glamour photographs on the wall. This is a special theater, Illuminations, where you can see shows about the solar system, guest lectures, and you can see movies in here. The Royal Court is the main theater where you see the acts and entertainment in the evening. We saw a 16-piece live orchestra backed by an 80-piece Cunard orchestra filmed in Abbey Road Studios and played behind them on the screen. The shops lead down to the atrium and at the other side is the champagne bar and the chart room. And in the chart room on the Queen Mary 2 with these bespoke cocktails and delicious canapes. This is G32, I guess under 18, after midday, after 9.30, but it's really good in here. The house band plays till 12.30, and then they have a disco till the early hours. And if you just want a people watch, stay upstairs. The thing I love about the Queen Mary 2 is the inclusivity. There is a massive cross-section of people. And what has surprised me is the number of children on board, and they are catered for. This is the Minnow Splash Pool, and it's right by the zone. That was really interesting because there's an awful lot in that small piece that you've just given tons of information in fact enough to frighten somebody off choosing a cruise ship because there's just so much i know it is very confusing and the thing is everybody's tastes are so individual but there is something out there for everybody if you do a little bit of research or have a look at the guides on Doris Visit. I think it's always best to ask somebody in the chat, like if you're thinking of going on an um, Azamara ship, join the Azamara chat group and ask questions because they're the people who know the answers. Yeah. And you'll get to know the flavour of them. So look, before we move on, let's just say we've chosen the middle sized ship to do an example. But all of these ships have full tours in our ships playlist on youtube.com at Doris Visits or look at the Doris Visits website, dorisvisits.com and look at the ships. We list 450 ships and we've got tours on quite a lot of them. Yeah, it will soon become obvious when you look at the tours what ship will suit you best. Okay, but some of your tips. 
whatever ship you go on, spicy. Exactly. Go to the Indian and say, I'm used to eating Indian. I like spicy food because they cater for a large variety of tastes. And so they will go so as not to offend anybody to the the least spicy. Yeah. So if you like spicy food, tell them and they're only too happy to cater for you. Sure. Because it's all kind of supermarket spice rather than proper Indian restaurants. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, canapes. Oh, now that was the highlight of my evening on the Queen Mary too. I love to go into the bar, have a glass of wine and some canapes before my dinner. It really just got me in the mood for the evening and made it such an occasion. But, but in defence that in most nice ships, you will get lovely canapes in the bar with a cocktail, certainly on most P&O ships. Yeah, absolutely. The only one that I don't think we have had them on was the Iona because that is so enormous. I think it would be impossible. Yes, the Iona is different in many ways. It's like a modern kind of cruising. There's more more to offer, but you're not going to get those little bits. No, not those little tiny details that um, make... The Queen Mary 2, for example, so special. Okay, so something else about the Queen Mary 2, which I was shocked at when I when I went on it the first time, is that the band is still playing until 12.30 at night. I know. We didn't expect it. We thought the Queen Mary 2 might just cater for older people, but that is so wrong. It caters for every age group. And it party, party, parties. Absolutely. They have all the people on there, whatever their age, have loads of energy. Is that because it's more inclusive and you've got such a wide variety of people and cultures? Well, it could be. That could be exactly it. Because some ships fall asleep at 10.30. That's true. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're walking around going, where is everybody? Has there been a bomb scare? I know. And the only people there are the people doing the hoovering. So you need to choose your ship. You must think about your cruise ship because it, you could get on the wrong one and it will just ruin your holiday. And finally, don't be frightened of the big ships. Just look and see what they offer because they can have so much bigger entertainment, so much more exciting entertainment. Like the, I'm used to going into screening rooms to watch films to vote for, for best director, best actor. And these are fantastic screening rooms, better than you get in your local shopping mall. And so comfy. Yes. For me, the screens on the Iona were like going to four screening rooms. They're they were Yeah, like going to a proper cinema. Yeah. So don't be frightened of the big ship? Absolutely not. At first, I was really apprehensive, but it's converted me. Are you going to drop a name? Gary Barlow. (laughs) (laughs) He's not on every cruise. No, but I tell you what there is, which is fantastic. There's a club called... 710, which is Gary Barlow's club. The piano is signed by him, and the musicians in there, they've got a piano player, a bass player, a lead guitarist, and a drummer, all absolutely amazing musicians. musicians. And they do different takes every night on different genres of music. Like last night was the rock night. Tonight it's called Handwritten, and they're going to do singer-songwriters. They, the, the guy sings amazingly, and some of the, like they did T-Rex last night in the rock section, and they completely changed up Get It On, yeah. and it was amazing. Do you know, I, I thought when Jules Holland signed to Saga, that's what Saga were going to do, they were going to have a little club where he chose the musicians. Yeah. But it's they don't have the Saga ship. On the Saga ship, yeah. Um, whereas the 710 Club is Gary Barlow's club, and the musicians are fantastic. I mean, we wait up. If we can't get in at the 10.15 show, we wait 
and go in at 12.15 and yeah. it's worth it. Oh, top tip then. So that 12.15 show is shows up on the app in the next day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because technically it's the next day. Yeah. So although it's that night show, it's in the next day's program. It is, yes, yes, yes. Uh, we, it took us a couple of days to figure that out, but yeah. we did it. Following on our cruise ship theme and how to choose your ship, next podcast is going to have a big part on cruising solo, which unfortunately comes to many of us eventually. So, cruising solo, don't be frightened of doing it. It is the biggest chat group we've got. And Cruising Tip Pete is going to be on with us at the next podcast to explain his special solo cruises. Plus, we haven't finished with Lisbon yet, because although you go there many, many, many times, how many of you have visited the palaces? So we're going to take you to one of the palaces on a train, show you how easy it is. But I use that to mention when you get there, like so many places you visit, whether it's an old ruins in Limassol, wherever, the audio guide now more than ever is on your own phone. You scan the QR code with your own phone and listen to it on your own phone. It means you're using something that's yours. You don't have to use a set of headphones that they've disinfected or hold a handset. 50 other people have held that day. Your own phone plays the audio to a quick response code. That sounds like a cue for a technical tip. David, can you do it without a joke? When I first heard about QRs, it was in Cornwall, England. So I joined the queue and I stood there for hours. In the Techie Deasy presentation about useful everyday apps, we look at QR codes and how to get a QR code reader for your phone, if you don't already have one. But it's quite simple, really. All we need to do is go to our phone's app store and search for QR. And there you'll find a few QR code readers or scanners. But before you install one, make sure to choose a free one with some good reviews. And then you too can start scanning those QR codes in your favourite magazines and at the supermarket. And if you ever see me on a cruise ship doing the Take It Easy presentation about apps, make sure to pop along and I'll show you how easily the QR code reader malarkey works. Oh, and you won't need to queue for an hour to get in. But I hear you ask, what is QR short for? Well, I know what E.T. is short for, because he has little legs. (laughs) Seriously, QR stands for quick response. Why? Well, you only need to let your phone look at the QR code, and it immediately recognises it. Straight to the website, instead of typing in the website address or doing a Google search. Stuart and Jean have a QR code on the Doris Visits website. Right on the home page, point your phone's QR code reader to it and it'll take you straight to the podcast where you can listen to the podcast on your phone. It's the same with cruise ship apps and even ordering a meal or a drink 
in your favourite cafe or restaurant. The QR code on your table even includes your table number to make ordering easy. And it's all done from the QR code scanner on your phone. Pointed at the QR code and the job's almost done. Fancy jumping on one of those street side bikes or scooters that you see in port so you can scoot around town? Well, just scan the QR code on it to start the simple hire process. And you'll soon be travelling around town on one of those bikes and scooters. Oh, and you won't need to queue for an hour to start riding it. David, I think you might have to queue to get on next week. Thank you. Now, before you go, an episode of A Cruise Ship Heist. Many of you have already switched over to listening to it on YouTube, where the whole book is up in 44 parts as a cruise book at bedtime. So you can search for a cruise book at bedtime, or it's at youtube.com slash at Doris Visits, or find it through dorisvisits.com. Here's chapter 8, In Plain Sight. Chapter 8 in plain sight. Navy ships had often carried my old units, the trucks, the tanks, and sometimes the horses. I thought they were large, but beyond the line of palms along the edge of the dock are two colossal cruise ships. They are docked next to each other, one each side of a long concrete pier that extends out to sea. A small brass band plays as guests, many older and less able, mingle in the sun. They are not drug mules. Does that mean the crew work the sinister smuggling routes? I'm excited to see everything inside that has been explained to me with such enthusiasm by my daughter. It makes me so proud that she's happy. I know I can't see her until the evening, so perhaps I could still make the rainforest after all. Aulie enthused about the charms of Caribbean rum, reggae buses, and how I'd love them. Knowing I must reintegrate with civilian life, she dissuaded me from hiking alone or hiring a private guide. She said the reggae bus took in some small towns on the way to Banana River. And the guide, who takes you into the rainforest, points out the poison dart frogs and other jungle creatures. She laughed when she mentioned that all the tours add in a banana plantation, like she has seen too many now. I've never seen bananas growing. However, that bus looks like it's leaving, and it's already noisier than I would like to be. It goes to show how little we know of each other, and how precious this working holiday is. Our driver opens the rear door and reaches in for the first bag, but Georgie beats him to it. The driver lifts Ronnie's bag instead, then mine. With a rushed adios, he leaves. We walk down the long pier between the ships to the gangway and are acknowledged by a junior officer inspecting cruise cards of guests. He radios inside, asking for our cruise cards to be brought down. Then he continues reboarding passengers who already have the magic plastic. Another hold-up. But I hear another reggae bus draw into the end of the pier. I'm warm into the idea. I just need that cruise card and to dump my bags and hang my suits. I can unpack the rest and inspect the ship later. However, up the gangway, security looks thorough and has an x-ray belt for bags and an arch to walk through. 
Port security might have been easy, but this looks a challenge. Nice suitcase, Georgie, Ronnie says, cutting the air. Very nice, I add. I'm sure I've seen that star before, Ronnie whispers, testing her. I realise Ronnie's not involved in Georgie's plan. Not until now, but that sounded like an offer. She didn't see the dead body on the plane, or she might not want to get involved. Someone else had those bags searched at the airport. The army may never have sent me to Panama, but they did train me to notice things, I offer. Do you mind if I just rush on first when the cards come? Ronnie looks up the ramp as she talks to Georgie. I noticed you behind me approaching the queue, and when you saw me being searched, you turned around and went back. Georgie stops her. I panicked. I found this bag, and I was trying to find the owner, but then figured it was full of drugs. So I ran to the toilet to dump it. I smile, knowing my canal lecture is no longer in danger of her criticism. Ronnie must have seen Georgie had the bag, and knew she'd eventually make it out of the terminal, which is why she stopped the taxi from leaving. Money? Ronnie asks. Georgie nods. I would have been happy if it was full of her shoes. She looks my size. Such a disappointment, I add sarcastically. Maybe you could buy all the shoes you want, if only, Ronnie adds. I put some in here, she gestures, with the hand luggage she holds so tightly. Before you gave the case back to its owner, I ask, the report from my new boss is improving by the minute. No, after I tried to give it back and she was arrested, I thought I'd just dump her case, she admits. How are you going to get any of this past the x-ray machine and onto the ship, Ronnie asks. Georgie's previous bravado has vanished. She seems sure the bag won't make it past the ship's security. Three-way split, Ronnie says. None of us ever talks about it. I'm stunned. I'm about to go on a reggae bus. There's no three-way anything. I want no part of what probably killed the man on the airline. Although the money would be a convenient answer to losing my army pension by my perceived poor conduct in Syria. Both of you follow me with bags, she barks. Ronnie drops her bag on the floor next to a water cart at the bottom of the gangway and marches to an area of the ship's hull that two men are painting. Georgie instantly moves off, clutching her hand luggage and towing her own case with the stolen red case on top in the cover. There is no way. Ronnie is just a marine biologist. I leave my bag by the gangway and follow. But I've agreed to nothing. Next week, we continue to help you find a ship and we'll be looking especially at solos with Cruising Tip Pete. Look forward to meeting him next week. Try and join us.